ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am, as Eric mentioned, Stacy Heller. Now, irony that is not planned. Today, my guest is Ariel Hubbard, and then we have Eric, the Little Mermaid, back together <laughs> again. Oh. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Clearly, this is post your voice was taken. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, welcome to the show. If you can't listen live, remember you can listen anytime by checking out Don't Ask Me to Talk on your favorite podcast platform or go ahead and text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you'll get all the deets. If you have a question or you want to comment, then feel free to call in. The number is 425-373-5527. So as I mentioned, I am joined today by Ariel Hubbard. Is it Hubbard Health Solutions? It is Hubbard Health Solutions. Okay. Because I, I was like, you are so many things. I actually have entitled this episode, which it's always a working title in case things go severely sideways. Um, but Ariel with a colon, the energy tidal wave. Exactly. Because you you do so many things. Um, so we will get back to you in a minute, Missy. But first. You really want to put the Little Mermaid in a tidal wave? Uh, this is what I'm saying, <laughs> right? She's controlling that ish. Uh-huh. I like it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Don't worry, Eric. She's got you covered. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, so one thing that I want to bring up, anybody that follows along knows that this show is really meant for entertainment, enlightenment, education, just making connection. I cannot move forward in today's show without acknowledging the fact that Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three counts. And as I said to Ariel before the show began, uh, one man had to stop breathing so that a whole group of people could take a collective breath. And change is coming. I'm feeling it. There are so many incidents of this having happened over time and the fact that this was the result. And I'm sure some people will say what took so long. I think that this jury knew that this was going to be a pivotal moment in history, and I think they had to take their time to show that they were doing their due diligence. And so bravo to them, and hooray. Hooray. It is also 420, which some of you may know what that means. Others may not. I will just say this. Blaze up and rejoice. (laughs) Uh, I did learn today, this morning, when I was reading the news, that the term marijuana is actually a pejorative or negative word and that the cannabis industry is actually trying to get people away from referring to it as that. And so the PC term, I love that there's a PC term, for cannabis is cannabis. So no more weed, no no more marijuana, no more Mary Jane. It is, it is a thing. It deserves our respect. It is a plant. (laughs) It is cannabis. So you're welcome. See? Educational, entertaining. All right. So let me go through what else I learned this week. One, I got my second vaccine last night. Honestly, it was not terrible at all. 
Um, my arm's a little sore, but I learned something from Nurse Ellie, the nice lady that gave me the second dose. Are you Team Pfizer or Team Moderna? I am Team Pfizer. All right. Well, I'm Team Moderna, so oh. could be a rumble. All right. <laughs> Have you had your second one? No, I just had my first one on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm finding that the, the vaccines are different. I'm also finding that men and women are different because Pete was talking about how, well, you know, I'm getting mine on the 27th and we're talking about going to our lake house. And he's like, I don't know if I'll be able to drive. And I'm like, seriously, dude, I have a radio show the day after mine. <laughs> like, I don't have time to fall down because of a vaccination. So I learned things, though, from Nurse Ellie. She was at, um, I had mine done at Microsoft on the campus there. And she said, here's your tips for success. One, relax your arm when you get the shot. Don't tense up. Stop anticipating. It's not like that little puff of air when you get your eyes checked. Like, just relax. It's all good. Two, after you get the shot, move your arm around. Get that stuff flowing. Think of yourself as a noodle. Uh, Drink lots of water. So I have water today. Here it is. Take aspirin after the shot. And lastly, this one was not from Nurse Ellie. This was from the nurse that was in the waiting room, and I did not get her name. She said, (laughs) act sick and let others take care of you for the rest of the day. (laughs) And I was like. That's a good advice for life in general, right? Right. (laughs) And here's the thing. Like, nobody can say, like, oh, yeah, no, that's not true, because there's so many potential things so last night it was like, oh, oh, Pete. And um, it worked. I didn't have to make dinner. I didn't have to clean up dinner. I didn't have to feed the cats. It was awesome. I'm going to jump in here. I'm Team Moderna, too. And there are a lot of different uh, responses because I talk to people about vaccination all the time, almost every single day mm-hmm. at this point. And I always remind people, just feeling a little funky for a day is a lot better than uh, ending up in the hospital or being on a respirator. Absolutely. So, it's really oh, yeah. important for people to remember that. A lot of people are scared, like I could experience symptoms. And I'm thinking, you're supposed to experience symptoms to a certain degree as in feeling something. Right. right. So if you have sight soreness, that means there's something in there. Right. If you feel hot, that means the cytokines in your immune system are working. And if you feel a little tired, it means your immune system's working. Mm-hmm. So oh, 100%. It's totally it's, okay. It's like my red badge of courage or the scarlet A. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of something metaphorical. I, think, I like the courage one more. Yeah, than I think that would be better. Because <laughs> I'm like, mm, the scarlet letter, like that was an A, and I'm upside down A is like a V, but then V could stand for so much. So anyway, okay. Uh, yeah. But we digress. But we digress. Squirrel. So next thing, I have been talking about for the last few weeks the podcast that I am a co-host of called Between Two Cheeks. It is out. It is live. It is something. Let me tell you, folks, you are going to learn more than you possibly thought you could about me and about waxing and sugaring, Brazilian waxing and sugaring. And again, I don't mean the country. So if you have to, look it up on Urban Dictionary. But only look that up because honestly, Urban Dictionary is a lot. Um, So it is a podcast. It's a YouTube channel. It's got Instagram. It's got Facebook. It even has its own website, www.betweentwocheeks.com. Spell out the word two. And as I mentioned, I am 
I play the village idiot next to the master esthetician and owner of Sweet Bee Hair and Skin Lounge in Issaquah, Brooke Kennedy. And she is masterful. Like, she really knows things. And I, again, get to look stupid. It is not a stretch. I will say it's like when certain people go into acting and they're comedians and they take on a comedic role. I'm like, oh, okay, this is not a stretch. It didn't occur to me, though, that I should lie when I was, like, telling stories. I have a tendency to maybe share too much. But, hey, whatever. Um, It's out there. So make sure that you like it and you subscribe and you listen and you comment and all those things that influencers tell you to do. Okay. Big news. I have a new follower on Instagram for this show. And that follower is Oroville.Washington. The entire community one account, but the entire community of Oroville, Washington is following me. I am so excited about this. Oroville is where our lake house is. It is in the central part of um, Washington, but it is up north like two miles as the crow flies to Canada. And it's this amazing little community that there is a lot of farming that happens there. And just like everywhere else, In small-town, rural America, the pandemic has been really hard, but they are chugging along. And I am so excited that they are following me. So shout-out to my Oroville peeps. And when we drive through town, I'm pretty sure there's two radio stations in town. And so you know, you know, Eric, what I'm thinking. I mean, I think there's the um, KGTC, which is like Christian music, religious content, and educational that may not be where I belong. Um, then there's KNCW, which I think is a country station. Maybe I could do a show there. I don't know. But I do feel like I need a summer show. If I'm going to have a, like a summer house, which makes me sound bougie, <laughs> I kind of need a summer show. Right? So do you think that Hubbard would be willing to buy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask. Okay. I'll ask around. Daddy, we'll will you get me a pony and a radio station? Um, so also speaking of summer, mom is coming out to visit in August for two weeks and she is so excited about this as she should be. Mom, I want you to know, get out a pen. I have chosen the dates. She was harassing me yesterday. Like, did you pick now? Did you pick now? I forgot. Did you pick now? I'm like, you know, I didn't pick. So here's what I'm thinking, mom. August 4th through August 20th. It's a long time. Eric, do you have a spare bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) She loves you. (laughs) Well, I'd be happy to host your mom, but I do live in Tacoma, so that might be too far away. I don't think it is. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's perfect because there'll be the whole car ride and, you know, all of that. And she'll ask you all kinds of questions. It'll be great. And um, so I am super excited for her to visit. And of course, you know, hey, Diane. Hey, Lee, you're welcome to come, too. I would love to show you around. Um, okay. My Stasiism. It's perfect. I always pick the right one because it's me. Okay. Energy goes where attention goes. So this is both a positive thing and a negative thing, right? So think about the example that I gave of Pete anticipating that the shot is going to knock him out and, you know, whatever. So then that's negative energy that is going where that attention is. I, on the other hand, I'm like, I don't have time for that. 
I'm listening to Nurse Ellie. I'm I'm going to be fine. I've got the vaccination. Like, it's all going to be good. And so there's positive energy there. And that's what I'm turning my attention to. And so if you want positive things to happen, then put out positive. And nobody wants negative. But people tend to get a little focused on the, the what ifs and the what could happen. And here's my thing. What if it didn't? What if it was all good? So make sure that you put um, energy, positive energy, um, where you want attention. And hopefully that'll happen. And not only is this an appropriate life lesson, but it is basically what Ariel does with her work. Completely. So we're going to come back and we are going to talk about that. With Ariel Hubbard of Hubbard Health Solutions, I'm Stacy Heller. This is Don't Ask Me to Talk. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hi. I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacey Heller, and I am joined today by Ariel Hubbard of Hubbard Health Solutions. So in my my social media post, I referred to her as a mother, a mentor, and a masseuse. Now, funny thing about that, some people think of that as like a dirty little word. And I suppose it has a negative, like a massage parlor, um, negative connotation. Generally, she is so much more than that. So, but before I even get into that, I just, for anybody that is paying attention out there, did you notice that her last name is Hubbard? And did you know that um, we're at Hubbard? And there's no relation, right? Darn it. However, your father (laughs) was in broadcasting. Yes, he was for many years. Still a journalist. Yep. So, I mean, maybe? No, there's not. No, Unfortunately, but he knows who they are, though. He told me all about them. I love that. He said Hubbard's a big deal. Look at us, Eric. We're a big deal. I'm a small part of a big cog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So all of these combinations, we've got Eric and Ariel. We've got Hubbard and Hubbard. Look at this. Um, So anyway, really what you are is an energy force. 
Which is why I said that, you know, Ariel, the energy tidal wave, just made sense to me. Because to say that you're a masseuse or a massage therapist or an energy healer or any of those things is actually to completely miss so much of what you do. I would say that you're a healing artist. Well, thank you very much. Right? Yeah. My goal is about making lives people people's lives better, whatever that takes. So if that's helping them deal with a physical issue, if that's helping them change their perception of a certain way of thinking about things, if it's helping open up that energy flow and helping them expand their consciousness, whatever that is. And it can be a combination of all those things. Yeah, I have had appointments with Ariel where I walk in and she's like, okay, so what are we doing today? And I'm like, what is my body telling you that I need? And, you know, she's like, well, your body is screaming like, I need some like healing touch and like hands on healing and that kind of thing. But then I'm also always open to you exploring what's going on with my energy and where I may have some blockages and, you know, what's going on. And for people that are listening to this and thinking like none of this stuff makes sense, it doesn't need to. You just have to trust that it has worked for me and it has worked for a ton of other people and just be open to it. I mean, science can't debunk this stuff. I mean, because the whole world is literally made of energy. And when you move energy, something happens. It's true. And energy medicine's the oldest type of healing. The first healers on the planet were shamans. Well, shamans were working with consciousness and energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just how it is. There is a lot of scientific information about energy medicine even on the National Institutes of Health website. And uh, there are a lot of studies with different types of energy medicine talking about the benefits for all kinds of treatments, everything from cancer to IBS to pain. And even in 1997, the Journal of American uh, Medical, the American Medical Association said that they, practitioners who were doing alternative work mm-hmm. were visited three times as much as regular MDs were, and that was in 1997. So there's a there's a what you just said is you have to just experience it and you have to keep an open mind and when you do that that's when the magic happens. 100%. Yeah. Anytime I have explored some kind of an alternative treatment and I'm always curious and you know I my tagline is you know um connection through conversation. So I love learning more about it and I'm open to trying things and the thing that I typically say right before a treatment is to let ego go. Because ego, not only does it make you feel insecure, like this isn't going to work for me, um, but it also can make you think that you're better than something or like you know something. And so either way, I just want to let ego go and be present in the moment and see what might happen. That's fantastic. Setting an intention like that is so powerful because then you open up to the power of possibility. And that's when the really cool stuff happens incredible things happen. Everything in the universe has a vibrational frequency, including our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. And when you open up to a different possibility or a different way of thinking, these energy shifts can change how you experience reality. And they talk about universal laws, and one of them is as above, so below. Mm-hmm. But that also means as within, so without. So when you change your internal reality, externally, things start to change in your day-to-day life. So most people walk around just seeing the day-to-day life, and they think that that's all there is. And people like me, what we do is help people realize they have an internal life, and when that life can change or shift or level up, then 
everything on the outside will shift as well. And it, it is amazing, and it's effortless, too. Oh, Incredible. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I think it's totally fascinating. And, um, of course, because I'm an idiot when you were talking about frequency, I'm like, do you think that's what Michael Stipe meant when he was asking what the frequency is, Kenneth? I don't, I probably don't think so, but like, he seems like he'd be into like alternative medicine. Um, anyway, so here's the deal. You are somebody who is able to see what is going on with clients and you're always very careful about not going where you're not welcome because anybody that does this kind of work for people that are like, you know, well, I don't want them to know what I'm thinking or, you know, whatever, any good person that has these kinds of skills and abilities and gifts, they don't go where they're not welcome. It's just bad juju. If they have a proper understanding of ethics and what you're speaking to, they're called conceptual boundaries. That's the name for those things, which is there's energetic boundaries, physical boundaries, um, and there's also uh, uh, conceptual boundaries. And that's the way people experience reality. So it's important for me to respect people's view of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to open up to another way of experiencing reality, then I can talk about things that are, are going to expand their consciousness because that will shift things and open up things for them. But I always try to respect that because it's really important. Well, and what's great, you know, you are empathic. You're empathic and you heal with touch. And where that all comes together is that in sessions, you don't go where you're not welcome. However, as an empath, you do know the questions to ask to open up the door or at least knock on the door and say, hey, I noticed that, you know, this seems a little tight or this seems a little whatever. And I'm sure depending on the person's response, you know whether you can open the door and, you know, what the situation is. So what's going on with your family during the pandemic? So how's homeschooling going for you? Isn't that great? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just because your entire, like, body is completely seized up and tense and your straight hair went to curly. (laughs) And it it turned gray. (laughs) Exactly. So I think that is something that is really unique in the work that you do, that, you know, you're empathic and, you know, so you're able to sense those things and then heal through touch and address those things. Correct. But there's also energetic shifts happening because I'm also working with people's acupoints. I'm working with their chakras. I'm working with their auric field. So even though I might be touching them, I'm also sending energy to open up balance and restore flow and harmony to their energy anatomy system as well as their physical anatomy system. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination. What I don't think a lot of people know is that with energy work, especially as it relates to you think about the chakras and And those are basically energy points throughout the body. And think in terms of the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, there's seven main points. And those start from the root and go all the way up to the crown. And associated with each of those areas, there are emotions, there are physical aspects of your body. I mean, and physical glands or organs. So that's the way energy work affects the physical body is because when when you shift What's happening energetically in those chakras, you actually affect physical structures, the nervous system, Mm -hmm. the endocrine system, different structures in your body, experience changes. And so I help people realize this. I pay attention to your breathing. Can you feel that? Can you feel your muscles relaxing? 
Are you aware that you feel heavy on the table right now? I'm helping people recognize that they are experiencing a change. Something is happening where they're experiencing a shift, even if I'm just doing energy work Mm -hmm. without even doing massage, which I do that sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um, So people can recognize that something is happening. It is real. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me. And the smallest thing that you don't really think is going to be a big deal, you know, you'll sort of clue into that. And, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, that has been bothering me. And, you know, it turns out that there's, oh, clearly you're concerned about this or you're thinking about that or let's blame it on you, mom. Um, you know, oh, this is from your family of origin, especially your mother. I will totally be talking with her on the phone after this, so it's fine. Um But it's fascinating to know that, you know, that's something that you can figure out. And I think being an empath is a how you're built by nature. I mean, all of us have some abilities like this, but you have chosen to really nurture it and to really exercise that muscle. Yes. In service to to your clients. Correct. I've turned it from a, a raw talent into a skill. And I've also been teaching other people to do that as well. Or people in business, I'm just teaching them some tools so that they can manage themselves Mm -hmm. so that they're not overwhelmed, but they can use that gift to have a happy, healthy life. Well, it's it's so interesting because, you know, you'll hear or I hear people say all the time that, you know, everyone's intuitive and and I have that ability myself. I use it in my business. Um, It is my probably my greatest skill. Oh, yeah. Um, Totally an empath, for sure. And, you know, in my case, I used to think that I was intelligent. I am articulate. And so when you're intuitive, you get this sort of message or what a lot of people refer to as a download. And then where my skill and talent comes in is that I'm able to then articulate that in a language that the person that I'm working with will understand. But that's a special gift, though. Not every empath can articulate what they're experiencing. And turn it into something that makes sense verbally. Well, it's a special gift. Look at it. I'm special. Yes, you are. Um, And I think it's so, so like me, you turned this intuition into a part of your professional identity and have really turned it into a business. As you say, you'll do energy work, you'll do um, massage therapy, you'll do, you know, a wombo combo of all of them. You do all of it. And I also teach people about it, too. So sometimes when I sense that someone could really learn by having tools that they can use to, again, make their life a better experience, I'll teach them the tools so that they can um, implement them and just have a much happier, more empowered, joyful, and comfortable life. They're not overwhelmed by other people's energy. So as an ex- as an example. Well, and you don't just teach like one off, you know, I walk in and I'm really curious and asking questions. And now I want to know some some skills and some tools that I can work on for myself because I need all the help I can get. You also teach other people that are in the industry. Correct. I mean, you're like a, a hub of of health solutions. Look oh. at that. A hub. <laughs> get it? Hubbard. Oh, my gosh. It's true. This is what I do. It's what you do. Yes, I've been educating medical professionals and lay people for, this is my 26th year, um, teaching them how to develop and work with these gifts. Wow. Yeah, really enjoy it. I've worked with doctors, nurses, massage therapists, psychotherapists, um, and I really enjoy empowering and teaching them how to take what I offer 
and implement it in their practices or how they work with their patients or their clients. Right, because mm-hmm. it's always so unique to each practitioner. And yes. so to learn some of the, the skills, but then to be able to make it your own and, and you know go through that process. So we already sort of touched on the fact that you have a whole bunch of different types of services. So go through what types of things that you can treat. You know, you already mentioned um, that there are some things like the pandemic, which so A, I think there's probably challenges that people go through or conditions. But then, I mean, the most unifying cross-cultural situation that has happened in this century is the pandemic, right? And that is something that I think of the song from South Pacific, I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair, and that it's like people need to wash that energy and that um, they need to dump it and clear it. And that, I would imagine, is also something you do. So all of that to say, tell me about the types of things that you treat. Tell me about the challenges um, and tell me about the pandemic especially. I can totally do that. So massage just in general treats a lot of different conditions. And I mean, I could spend more time than we have talking about that. But think of digestion, insomnia, muscle pain, injuries, um, depression, anxiety, and there's a chronic stress and acute stress, actually. Um, All of those things are fantastic for that. Um, But with the pandemic, when I'm working with energy, what happens is everything you just talked about, all those upsets and all the things that people are dealing with, that all those conditions contribute to the cognitive load. So people are carrying information. They're carrying experiences. Their brain can only process so much data. So emotional upset, homeschooling, financial stress, racism, um, all these challenges that we're we're having. Disconnection from family. Disconnection from family, loneliness. I mean, God, we know the list goes on and on, right? So those things, your brain can only carry and consciously process so much of that. So guess where all that stuff goes? Into your cells. So when I work with people giving treatments, what I'm doing is I'm um, when I touch them, I can literally feel the energy starting to either flow out through me and ground into the earth because that's how I set it up, or I'll touch them and it'll shoot off in what I call geysers of release. So the energy, because I set the intention that when I'm working on people, I'm helping them offload this um, energetic stream of pain and suffering, basically. I think you're going to have to rename them tidal waves. But <laughs> I, I think you're right. <laughs> So when I touch them and I work with them, this energy is flying out of their energy field, clearing, releasing. And then I have ways of uh, transmuting that energy so that it's not sitting around or affecting anyone negatively, most of all me or the client. So transmuting meaning Turning it from negative energy. No, not discarding. Turning it from negative energy into positive energy. Right, because I guess you can't really discard energy. You just no, energy is neither created nor destroyed. It simply changes form, as Einstein said. Right. right. So we're just transforming, tra- excuse me, transmuting and transforming form. And um, so I'm helping people do that. And then I'm helping them reframe their thinking and create another way or another approach of looking at what they're dealing with or seeing it and then helping give them constructive steps to move forward. Now, the other thing I do with people that I can't see in person is I teach classes like emotional reflexology. So I created a modality called emotional reflexology where I teach people who have no massage experience how to massage their hands, how to touch different places in their hands and clear and offload negative emotions 
with affirmations, essential oils, and by massaging their own hands. And I, I do that online for people at a distance because I, I'm like, I gotta, I've had this tool. i got to make it so people who have been, um, you know, in their house somewhere locked up for a year and mm-hmm. they need to offload all this negativity, they can, they can do this. So I offer that. And that's for the general public. That's not just a, a you know, professional thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's something so that they have a tool. Trying to give people tools to just deal with these issues because it's it's a major issue. People need to literally offload all of this stuff so that they can refresh and start over because we need to start over a whole society. We have a lot of changes we need to make in a lot of areas. We need to move forward and we need to offload trauma and pain. I feel like the pandemic was a modern day Noah's Ark. And that it was an opportunity to reset. And that if you used the time wisely, then maybe you discovered something about yourself. I think you are totally right on about that. Right? Yep. I mean, it was a global thing that was basically like a flood of upset, destroying everything and causing people to rethink about what connection looks like and, and give pause. Now, obviously, there was a lot of fallout from that and that is a shame and it's terrible and 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 I'm not at all making light of it it's just it's that whole energy um goes where you pay attention to it correct so if you focus on okay I had this experience it had a lot of different levels to it a lot of it was negative <clears throat> I grew through some of it some of it was actually kind of cool, especially for all you introverts out there. I know, love right? that, right? Um, being an extrovert, I did not have a good time personally, but I made use of the time by being creative. Everybody, if you look, everybody, think about what did you get out of this? What did you create? What's new? What do you want to let go of and what do you want to keep? What's going to take you to your next level in your life? And if you recognize that there are things that were not working, that's what I call this 2020 is the era of recognizing what's not working. Societally, individually, culturally, racially, um, climately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not an well, adjective. Well, economically. Economically. Mm-hmm. Um, women um, especially uh, lost so much employment and so many opportunities um, so anyway, what can we do to move ourselves forward? What can we do to bring in and create something that's positive? And I think there's a need for that, a very strong need for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. We're going to take a very quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to speak more with Ariel Hubbard of Hubbard Health Solutions. And uh, we're going to just have some more fun talking about her and all the things she does. Stay tuned. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions. Serve daily. 
Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Ariel is one of the few people that could potentially talk as much as I do. Like you potentially. No, I, I think it's it's I, I've got you running. I, I know. I'm <laughs> like, I think we could go toe to toe. Uh, which I love when people can keep up with me and it's like, bam, 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 bam. The two of us, when we have conversations uh, offline, it's like, bing, 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 ricochet rabbit. Not sponsored. <laughs> Does it, uh, hopefully people know what that reference is. Reach out to me if you know what that reference is. It was a good show for my childhood. Um, okay, so before we went to break, we were talking about the whole idea of putting energy and, and you know, what you what you want to focus on and what you want to basically manifest. Um, I want to get into a little bit more detail about the kinds of services that you offer. You have, we've talked about the fact that you do massage therapy. Yes. As I called you like a shady masseuse, <laughs> which she's not people at all. And it's not a parlor. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are so narrow minded. Anyway. <laughs> um, so you do that and you do energy work. You've talked about that. Uh, and there's a couple different ways, you know, you mentioned reflexology, Reiki. So explain kind of briefly about some of these different things for people. Perfect. So with regards to the massage, I offer over 20 different massage modalities. So you've got Asian massage and you've got Western Asian. You're looking at energy balance. You're looking at Shiatsu Twina, which is a Chinese medical massage. You're looking at acupressure and you're looking at elements of Thai massage. So I've studied all of those things, and I work with those. And then, um, then you got the Western. You got sports massage. You got uh, uh, circulatory massage, deep tissue, trigger point, myofascial release, lymphatic drainage. Literally, the list is very long. So I don't want to bore everybody. But what I do is what I do is when I'm reading someone's body, I'm feeling what um, what's going on with their tissue, and because I've written over 85 courses in massage and holistic healing arts. I know what all the strokes are because I wrote flows with all of those. And so I customize and I pick out the stroke that's going to work for that person at the time. So depending on how their tissue feels, I palpate their tissue, and then I apply the stroke that that person needs at that time to get the optimal result. Same thing with the energy work. Am I working with sound? Am I working opening up acupuncture points or pressure points? Am I working on clearing the auric field? Am I opening, clearing, balancing, or charging a chakra? So it's going to depend on whatever it is that I feel that I've got going on. And I also do clinical hypnotherapy. So sometimes I'm doing work with um, inductions to help people shift their perception and the way they think about things to give them a reset mentally. Okay. Yes. Well, and what I think is interesting is that somebody may sign up for a reflexology treatment with you. However, there is a chance that you're going to go off-road, if you will. Right, but I always do informed consent. So I might start with that, but I might say, hey, I'm also sensing that there's a connection between this 
and something going on in your head. Do you have headaches? And they go, why, yes, I do. How did you know? And I say, that's what I do. And would you like to do uh, some craniosacral work or would you like to do some some other types of work? And then I describe it. And then they say, yes. And then um, I work both polarities, the head and the feet in that yep. session. Well, and that's where that empathic piece comes in, that you're able to basically read what their body and their energy is telling you. Yes. It's and really cool, guys. The cells have a consciousness. So there's this guy, his name is Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's really famous these days. But when I went to massage school, he was sort of unknown. He was a medical researcher um, at the University of Wisconsin who discovered that cells actually have a consciousness. And, and I was at a conference with him, a medical conference, a long time ago, probably close to 27 years ago. Are you like like five <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I know you guys can't see her, but like there's no way that you've been doing this stuff for that long. I've been doing energy work for 32 years. 33 years, actually. What am I saying? I just had a birthday. 33 years. Wow. You started at like seven. No. (laughs) You're great. (laughs) I mean, I don't say that to all the girls. (laughs) Well, well, thank you. Well, I got to tell you something. I'm 53. But energy work does make you look younger. So there are benefits to doing it as a profession. Oh, there you go. It does. Because you're not carrying all that heavy stuff around, so you look lighter, you look better, and you look younger. Good to know. But Bruce came up to me, and he said, are you a massage therapist? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, "He said, do you hear people's bodies talking to you? And I said, yes, I do. He goes, you're not imagining that. Cells communicate extracorporeally. And I'm like, well, thank you for the validation. I really appreciate it. That's so funny. Yeah, so cells can talk to and um other people outside of their main units. <laughs> so say Stacy's cells talk to me and they shoot and she comes in for a session and they say, I need this or I'm grumpy or I'm sad or I'm really angry. So when I'm working with someone, I'm working, communicating at the subconscious level as well as Stacy's brain, which tells me my shoulders are tight. So I'll work with your shoulders, but then you're, you know, you're, uh, you're, hand or your arm might say, mm-hmm. well, what about me? Don't leave me behind. And I, <laughs> I like the voices. No, and I hear them <laughs> like that, too. And so sometimes if I'm giggling during a session, that's why, because I hear some really funny stuff. It's great. That's so <laughs> interesting. Well, and as far-fetched as it may sound, you know, think about it. You know, if you're having a hard time believing the concept of this, think about when you walk into a room and, you know, it's your kids or a significant other or you know, you walk into a party and like there's an energy, there's like a vibe, right? And you can just sense that something is off. So the person hasn't said anything. They've gone through all the typical niceties and whatever, but you can just sense. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that is your energy, understanding what their energy they're putting off. Correct. But what I'm saying is, I know I, my my description says, sounds comedic, but remember, I had a doctor at a medical conference approach me and validate what yeah. I said in my experience without me asking him, without being solicited. He reached out to me and told me that information. And there is research to talk about what I'm describing. Absolutely. Yeah. There oh, is research a, out there. You're, I mean, she's like a font of wisdom. I, I made a note. Um, I don't take a ton of notes for the show because I tend to like to riff, you know, because I'm so focused. Um, but one of the things that I commented on is that your website reminds me of a menu at an East Coast diner. It is very robust. 
I'm from the East Coast, so I'm laughing. This is really funny. <laughs> there is like pages and pages of like sparkly things that all look good. And you're like, what is the fries and chocolate cake and a Diet Coke and some water because I'm healthy and maybe a decent cocktail. And some stir fry. And some stir fry. Like, <laughs> you know. And there is just so many different things that you, I mean, it is a robust website. It's awesome. And I like to keep it simple. So I do a lot of things, and then because I have a lot of interests, and there are a lot of different ways to help people. So um, when you go to my site, you know, there are people out there who say, oh, you should have a separate site for every service you do. There's no way I could focus. I can't do that. It's just too much. So I just put everything in one place, mm-hmm. and it's easy. It's oh, it's my, great. It's my first and last name. ArielHubbard.com. Right. It's as easy as you can come. And that's Ariel like the Little Mermaid, although it's from Shakespeare. Thank you very much. And (laughs) Hubbard like Old Mother Hubbard. And like this wonderful wonderful organization where we're sitting right now. Oh, my God. I love that you're like being a popular culture snob. Shakespeare, not Ariel the Little Mermaid. Well, I was 32. I think, no, I was 24 when that movie came out. The funny thing is that's the first time people knew how to pronounce and spell my name was when Disney came out with that movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. And a little depressing, too. I know. <laughs> so you mentioned that you have um, other hobbies and interests. I have never met someone who packs more into a day. So you're raising a son. You are a member of at least one that I know of, maybe multiple networking groups. Correct. You are, like, an active participant, by the way. Like, not just like, oh, hey, how are you? And, you know... You glad hand and move your like you are an active participant and you are also maybe writing a book. I am. So remember we talked about trying to find something constructive about the pandemic. So um, I'm I'm single and I've been dating and I decided to write a book about online dating during the pandemic because, you know, I was out of work for a long period of time during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I I have a book that I'm working on. I'm close to getting my first draft done. And I'm also looking at creating a blog for that. Um, And some kind of community where I can support people who are going through the experience of being a singleton. Um, Remember I talked about the pandemic and how it pointed out all these areas that are not working. Being single during a pandemic is one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. One of the loneliest, most challenging things. So a lot of the stuff that um, I talk about and I do for other people, I had to do that stuff for myself just to keep myself level Mm -hmm. and to get through the experience. But I thought, you know, I can at least write a book where I can help people and make a difference for people um, and get them some information that they desperately need, but they don't know that they need it. Well, and make them laugh. You know, everything that you do always has a true element of heart in it because that's just where you operate from and then there's always humor oh yeah now that book should i say the title well that's up to you i I don't know oh yeah no it's fine it's called the empowered women's um, guide to online dating set your bs tolerance to zero (laughs) that's my (laughs) book title (laughs) which by the way like all of us should be doing that anyway (laughs) pretty much with everything but (laughs) right you gotta start somewhere exactly and the thing is the book is really funny it's very salty. Part of me is like, I want to tell people about this book because I'm really excited. But the other part of me is like, it's very salty. And a lot of the salt is not from me. I literally transcribe some of the experiences that I've had and things that people have said to me. And some of the things that have been said, let's just say 
yeah, you can't repeat those on the radio. Right. Well, (laughs) and, you know, I think that there are certain fields like, you know, bartender, hairstylist, energy worker, that people seem to just, like, ooze, like, stories. They do. I keep a lot of secrets. People have told me a lot of things that are pretty intense. Some of them are incredibly sad. Some of them are scary. Some of them are hilarious. And they're usually politically incorrect, too. Well, I mean, honestly, most of us are at one time or another politically incorrect. I mean, in cancel culture, like I've been canceled more times than I don't know what some show on TV, I'm sure. (laughs) It's just the way it is. Like we're not, we're human. Like that's what it comes down to. Correct. Like should we do better? A hundred percent. Do we always? Never. And and the thing is that you can always try to do the best you can, but you're never going to make everybody happy all the time. But you just try to keep getting better and better all the time. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Um, Okay, so that's one of your extracurricular activities that you're doing, which I just love because there's just that creative side of you and, you know, and the candor that you have. And, of course, naturally, folks, as somebody that works with people to see their brand and their business bigger, I'm trying to get her to do her own radio show or podcast. Of course. I'm excited. I mean, come on. She's a natural. Look at her. She's just taking to this like a duck to water. Okay, so let's play a game. All right. Love it. Right? Yes. I mean, let's figure this stuff out. So let's try to let's try to play something with what's not really a game. But let's think about like energy. So I come in for an appointment and um what I'm telling you out loud is that I want a massage because I have been hunched over my computer and, um, you know, work is stressful and I have kids at home. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, that's true. However, you have a dark brown cloud hovering over your head and shoulders. That's a sign of depression. It's true. It I over. do have depression. <laughs> it's a sign of depression. So I'll say, I'm happy to do that for you. Would you be okay if we talk about what your stress level is right now? And normally people are like, oh, it's interesting how much people, I've talked about this on the show before, um, how much people don't want to talk about these things. And, you know, I'm sort of like, let your freak flag fly. I'm, I think it's really important for people to hear that somebody who gets on the radio each week and is seemingly like chipper and everything's great that, you know, there's a dark underbelly to all of us. I just choose to go to the pity party and only stay for one drink. I think it's great. I think I think that's really empowering that you are um, masterful in that way. It's okay to allow the shadow to show up. The shadow can teach you some things. And the shadow isn't negativity or evil. It's stuff that's subconscious that we repress. So if it comes up, you you address it, you sit with it, you get your experience with it, and then you make a conscious choice about whatever else you're going to do. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here we go again. I'm experiencing a stiffness in my bottom leg and in my left elbow. What could that be? Ding, ding, ding. So when you're sitting at your homemade office in your 
bar stool that you took from the kitchen because there were no other store, there are no other <laughs> chairs to sit in because your kids are homeschooling in the other room. Mm. Do you cross your legs when you're sitting in that bar stool? Because that could affect both parts of the of the body in that way. Like at the ankles, like a princess, or like like one leg over the other at the knee. And that's the question I would be asking you. I would ask you how how are you sitting? Interesting. Yeah, because because um, there there are myofascial. Uh, let's see if I can describe this. I want to make it easy. Think of a spider's web. Think of if you tug on a, web, a part of the web, the whole web gets distorted. So fascia exists around the, every structure in the body. It mm-hmm. exists microscopically, and it exists around entire organs. So if you tug on that web with the way you're sitting, it makes the fascia distort in a certain position. It can show up and travel to another part of the body that seems completely unrelated. And one of the modalities I do is called myofascial unwinding. And it's crazy because you can open up an area like an elbow and then it'll show up in the the leg as a release in the leg. Wow. Yes. Like I'm being sort of like a smart butt here and like (laughs) mentioning random things. And you're like, bam. (laughs) All right. What about um, headaches? Okay. I'm no, I'm like totally trying to get it here. I'm having headaches and I'm not sleeping well and I'm overheating. Ding, ding, ding. You might want to check with your naturopath or your acupuncturist. The first thing I would do is ask you if you're going through menopause. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Must. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Just trying to get a little free info here. <laughs> it happens. You should see when people when I go to parties and people go, what color is my aura? And I said, well, it depends. You have seven different layers, and the auric field can change um, every every few minutes or every few seconds. So would you like to make an appointment so I can tell you what color your aura is? That's good because your aura sees red when people try to take advantage. Yeah, because they're crossing a boundary, which is, hey, you're a healer. You should give me this work for free. Mm-hmm. No, you're psychic. You should give me this work for free. Can you tell me what my spirit guides are saying? Yes, I can. But you need to compensate me appropriately. Lawyers get compensated. CTAs I was, I was get compensated. Say, it's amazing when you do alternative types of work how, like, it's all fine and good until, you know, you're – Asked to pay. Well, it, and by the way, she's reasonable, folks. Thank you. I appreciate it. People think that somehow because we're nice, quote, air, I'm doing air quotes, we're nice, air quote, or we're spiritual, air quote, that somehow we magically don't need to charge for our services and they get to have it for free. Yeah, no. And, and the thing is, traditionally, in traditional cultures, people compensated healers. They compensated well. healers. Well, they maybe, sometimes they did it with chickens and, and you know, food exchange, but they did something. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to get in touch with you, remind them again where to go. They can reach me at www.arielhubbard.com. And remember, Ariel is spelled like the Little Mermaid and Hubbard is H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And um, I highly recommend going to that robust menu that she has and seeing all the different things that she has to offer. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Eric. Next week, supposedly, I'm going to be joined by my daughter, Grace. She has class until what ends up being 3.15 that day. So we'll see what happens. It'll be a surprise for everyone. In the meantime, everybody, stay connected, not close. Have a great week.